We're really excited. We're excited for another year. We're excited to be in your presence and in the presence of one another. And um, I just, I thank you for the words that you give us that we can study and um, the opportunities to come together in a group and, and meet you here and love you and praise you and thank you and also grow in you and learn from you. Let me just pray that you were going to bless this service and speak through me and just get me out of the way, but let me be a conduit for your words. And I thank you for the opportunity. And we love you and pray in your name. Amen. All right. So let's open up to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15 through 19. If you don't have it, it's going to be up on the screen behind me. And it's going to be here on my phone if technology does not betray me. Um, if you don't have a Bible and you need one, we do have some in the back. Feel free to grab one of those. Um, and then it's your gift from us. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ, who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God, who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So how many of you guys do New Year's resolutions? By show of hands, does anybody here make New Year's resolutions? A few people? Did you make one last year, anybody? People aren't buying into this. Oh, that's going to be hard for me this morning. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, who? I, th I know a lot of people take this time to sort of give something up. Is anybody giving something up for 2017 or starting something new? A couple of heads. Yeah. Um, I always give up soda and carbs. <laughs> and I always pick them back up. So, uh, which is not a surprise. Statistically, 8% of people actually keep their New Year's resolutions. That is not a lot. So if you're not investing in New Year's resolutions, don't feel too bad. You're probably not missing out on a whole lot except for an 8% chance of actually meeting those goals, which is kind of a bummer. Um, but something that I find so fascinating about New Year's is that it is a day that many of us give ourselves permission to find a new beginning. So, I mean, I get it. Um, I get it myself. It is a sham, I really believe. And I think half of you do, too, since most of you aren't making resolutions anyway. <laughs> um, but it's a time, you know, where we go, oh, it's a, it's a brand new year. This is so different from last year. And I do that myself a lot when I go to a new job. I get to say, oh, my gosh, I get to be any person that I want to be at this place. Or a new school when I was younger. I would say, oh, I get to be any person that I want to be here. I get, this is a new beginning. This is a fresh start. Nobody knows me. I don't know them. But you guys, don't worry. I don't have a bunch of personalities. I always pick the exact same nerdy, weird, not very funny girl in every place that I have been to. Uh, but the thing is, new beginnings, it, New Year's is just a, a way to give, our, give ourselves permission to say that something is different than it was yesterday. Right up there next to Mondays is the perfect redo for a diet start day, right? Anybody starting to eat healthy tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> um, but when I'm making my resolutions, because I do make New Year's resolutions, I think it's fun. It's a fun tradition. Um, but I always focus on my end game. And my end game is never very specific. I say, in 2017, I want to save dollars. I want to lose pounds. I want to go places. And that's just not very specific. Uh, but I do the same thing sometimes with my spiritual resolutions. So I don't know if you do spiritual resolutions or not. But when I do, I say, oh, okay. In 2017, I want to 
Grow closer to God. Good Christian. Um, or say, oh, I want to read the Bible. I want to read the Bible. I'm just going to read the whole thing. Um, or I say, oh, I want to get active in church. Okay, well, what does that mean? Uh, because how does this vague desire become a reality when I'm not giving it um, some definition or some specificity? And what happens when these things don't happen like we planned? So I know some of you said you don't do resolutions, but if you've ever decided, hey, I'm going to go on an exercise journey, I'm going to go on a diet, uh, let me tell you my experience. I say, okay, here we go. I'm going to start my diet on New Year's Day. And then New Year's brunch happens. I say, okay, I'm going to start my diet on Monday. And then I need Starbucks. I say, okay, well, I really messed up this morning. I'll start it tonight. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to have a salad for dinner. <laughs> we go out to dinner. I say, I'll start it tomorrow. They bring donuts into work. I say, I'll start it next Monday. It's still early in the year. Uh, I'll give myself to President's Day. Well, who am I kidding? If I start at President's Day, I'm going to cheat as soon as it gets to Valentine's Day. I'll start at Valentine's Day. And I say, oh, no, no, my birthday's coming up. I'll start right after that. I can't not eat cake for my own birthday. Oh, my husband's birthday's coming up, and he'll be really sad if I don't eat cake with him. Or my anniversary, or Thanksgiving is coming, or Christmas is coming, and then the, uh, the year has ended, and I haven't lost a thing except for my time. And then I, I don't know if that's the same for you guys when it comes to spiritual goals, but for me, that's how it is too. Just like that. I say, okay, I'm going to start growing closer to God on New Year's Day. And then I say, well, I haven't really found a Bible version that I love. Maybe I'll research the different Bible versions, and I'll pick one that really resonates with me. I'll do that first. I say, okay, well, I'll start on Monday. And then Monday comes, and I say, well, I didn't really make very good decisions this weekend. Let me see if I can turn some of that around. And I say, okay, well, I'll start Sunday. Right after church next week, it's on, me and God. But then I get too tired to make it to church. Or I get here and I check out. I zone out. Other things are on my mind. Other things are in the way. And I can't stop focusing on them. I say, okay, I'm going to volunteer this week. And I'm going to go and I'm going to get right with God with a clear conscience. That should make up for some of the things that I've been doing or some of the things I've been slacking on. Uh, then I say, oh, I'm too busy. My life, my work, they're really demanding. I don't have time to go serve people. I don't have time to go love people. And, you know, I don't have enough to go around. So I say, all right, I'll start at the next community event. And I don't show up. I say, I really slipped up. I can't, I can't go and lead people to God because I have too many negative things going on. I can't let go of my stress, my depressions, my addictions, whether it's to food, whether it's to work, whatever it is. I say, I'm a mess. I have to clean these things up before God wants me. I say, I'll start at Easter. But then I have a lot of cooking to do. I'll start on my birthday. Hashtag close to God by 33. Mm. I'm, is that not a thing you see on Facebook a lot? I say, all right, I'll start at my anniversary. I'll start at Thanksgiving. I'll start at Black Friday because Lord help me on Black Friday. I'll start at Christmas because that's God's birthday. It was Jesus' birthday. I'll start at Christmas. It's perfect. And then the year is over. And I haven't lost anything but time. And then I say, well, maybe I'll start at my next big tragedy. Maybe I'll start at the next big turning point in my life. 
when I have nowhere else to go and no one else to turn to, maybe that's the time that I'll decide to meet my New Year's resolution and get to know God and make it real. But then something happens and I go, I can't call on him now. I don't know him. I don't know him well. Why would he want to come talk to me? I don't even know where to start approaching him. Hey, God, I know we haven't talked in a while, but I need you all of a sudden. And that is a really hard thing to do. What these things are, these little pivot points where we decide whether or not we're going to stick to our resolutions or we're going to do something else, um, those are what I call roadblocks. And roadblocks are just the things that you put up that you put in your very own way that don't belong there. And something I want to be really clear this morning is about your roadblocks. If we look back at 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, um, just, just so clear, it's so clear. If you know God, you are a new creation. You are new. It is done. So whatever you're waiting on to grow deeper in your relationship with God, whether it be through prayer, research, community involvement, outreach, evangelism, your gifts, your time, whatever it is, Whatever you're waiting on to grow deeper into your relationship with God, to see the bottom of his heart, it's your roadblock. It is not a place where you go, I will give myself permission to start keeping my resolutions, keeping my commitments to God as soon as this thing happens. It's a roadblock. It's not a place of permission. It's not a place of permission to keep going forward. It's a place of permission to stop. And you're the only one that puts them up because God said we are new creations. It is done. Come to him. That's it. God doesn't need us to be better versions of ourselves. He needs us to be relentless in our pursuit of him. We can do the specific, important, and relevant actions that lead us close to him without any prefacing. We can do prayer. We can do communion. We can do fellowship with each other. We can do quality time with God. It doesn't take anything before you do any of those things. Those actions, you can, you're doing them now. This is your moment. This can be your roadblock, or this can be the place that you go, and I've decided I don't need any more roadblocks. and make the changes that you've been wanting to make. The best news of all, <clears throat> since we are not required to be better before we begin, we can begin right now. This second, this moment, this day. And if we slip up, we can begin the very next second, sometimes in the same breath. Sometimes I find myself saying things like, oh, my gosh, I hate that guy, but, God, you died for him. You love him. Now I do, too. Oh, my gosh, it's really hard to do. Uh, but what I mean by that is in the very same breath, you can change your roadblocks. You can decide that this moment isn't going to be a moment of anger or resentment or fear. You can give it to God and go, no, I want to be close to you don't want to let these things overtake me. I don't want to let these things get in the way. I'm not going to. I have a commitment to you because I owe you my life. And we don't stop. We ignore the lies that the devil is telling us. The devil is telling you all kinds of things. But God wants you right now, exactly the way that you are. Wherever you are in your relationship with him, he wants to grow, to be better, to be stronger. Whether you already have a great relationship, whether you're just becoming a Christian, wherever you are, he wants you exactly that way. You will change, but you don't have to change yourself. You may have things to work on. I know I have a really long list, frightfully long. Don't ask my husband. I have lots of things to work on. He wants to work on all that. He can handle it. He wants to. Little things, big things, it doesn't matter. If they're in your way, 
let him get him out of the way. So there's a song that I love by this group called um, Unspoken. It's called Higher. And the lyrics go like this. I gotta try to do right when life's doing me wrong. Gotta shake the dust off my feet and keep marching on. When trouble weighs me down and brings me to my knees, Lord, my needs are many, but that's a pretty good place to be. Don't blame it on the preacher, because the preacher done told, the devil's got a target on my heart and my soul. But let me tell you, brother, what the devil don't know. The lower I go, the more I'm going to lift you higher. That song is one of the most powerful songs to me, and those lyrics are some of the most powerful lyrics to me. Because I can just imagine myself in my struggles, saying, I'm going to do these things, I've got these goals, I'm going to go these places, and the devil is kicking me down, or I'm kicking myself down, and I'm on the ground. But as long as I can keep pushing God higher, the lower that I am, as long as I don't put my hands down, as long as I don't stop, it's going to be fine. We'll get through it, and God's going to pull me right back out of that. So resolutions don't work out. The reason is because we reprioritize our time. And we don't plan for when we fail. We think about the end game. We don't think about what's going to happen while we're getting there. We don't think about what's going to happen if our journey gets interrupted. We don't plan for our roadblocks. We make these resolutions once, and then we abandon them with our excuses and our roadblocks. We make these commitments to each other and to God, to our church, to our communities. We make these commitments once, and then roadblocks pop up. And it throws us off of our course. Instead of saying, if I stumble, I'm lifting you higher. If I fall, I'm lifting you higher. If I get kicked down, I am lifting you higher. And nothing is going to stop me. And so this morning, the thing that I want to challenge you guys to do is think about what your commitment to God is going to be this year and stick to it. And don't just stick to it as in, I'm going to go closer to God. I'm going to read the Bible. Get specific. Make a plan for your failures. I'm going to get closer with him. I'm going to get on my knees. I'm going to pray every day. I'm going to speak with him and spend time with him. Read the Bible. Be in his word. Be in my church where uh, I'm so uplifted and where we get to learn about God together, which is amazing. But make a plan for your failures. If I fall down, if I get kicked down, I'm not going to start next Monday. I'm just going to stand up and start right again every single time. Make a resolution to be insatiable and relentless in your desire for God. Don't stop and don't give up. And then the only milestone that you have to wait on is your permission to move forward in whatever God is calling you to grow in this year. So give yourselves permission and go forth because it is, it is a new year. It is a new beginning. It's not a new beginning because the earth is making one more rotation around the sun. It's a new beginning because we're new creations. And every single day until we stop breathing is our opportunity for a new beginning, no matter what you're going through. Thank you, guys.